it's Tax Credit Tuesday. I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is the Novogratik Report on Tax Credits. This podcast is a weekly look at tax credit topics provided by Novogratik Company, LLP, a national accounting and consulting firm. Today is Tuesday, December 9, 2008. And this week, we have some updates on the discussions in Washington about what should be included in the new economic stimulus package that will be considered when Congress reconvenes next month. We will also follow up on developments as some LHTC allocating agencies and affordable housing developers work together to weather the current financial storm. But first, we have breaking news about the New Market Tax Credit Program. Several representatives of the Community Development Financial Institutions Fund, or CDFI Fund, spoke at the New Market Tax Credit Coalition's 7th Annual Conference last week and provided several timely updates on the NMTC program. CDFI Fund Director Donna Gambrell announced that debriefing letters are now available for community development entities, or CDEs, that applied for new market tax credits but did not receive an allocation in the last allocation round. These documents spell out the application strength and weaknesses that were identified by the application reviewers. These letters can be useful tools for applicants who plan to reapply in future rounds. CDEs interested in applying for the new market tax credit allocation round coming up may also wish to register for one of Novogratz and Company's New Market Tax Credit Application Workshops next week. On December 16th, we have a workshop in Cleveland, Ohio, and on December 18th, we have a workshop in San Francisco, California. My partner, Annette Stevenson, will lead the Cleveland workshop, and my partner, Owen Gray, will lead the San Francisco workshop. Also, at the NMTC Coalition workshop, I had the opportunity to co-moderate an investor panel. The investors on the panel included U.S. Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and TransCapital. The good news is that U.S. Bank projects to do a similar amount of tax credit equity investing in 2009 as they did in 2008. J.P. Morgan Chase expects to do more in 2009 than they did in 2008. And Bank of America had the good news of saying that businesses will be as usual in 2009 as it was in 2008. Also speaking at the Coalition's conference last week, the CDFI Fund's Rosa Martinez announced that two-thirds of the allocation agreements had been sent out to 2008 allocatees, and that the remainder of the agreements had pending subsidiary certification issues. In her December 2nd keynote address, Donna Grambrell also announced that the CDFI Fund will be conducting a New Market Tax Credit Investors Roundtable as part of an effort to understand the challenges facing CDEs and NMTC investors. The purpose of the Investors Roundtable will be to discuss the effect that the financial market conditions and the economy could have on the demand for NMTCs, as well as to analyze the possible impacts on the type or size of these projects that will be financed. In addition, Director Gambrell announced the formation of a new subcommittee that will report to the CD5 Fund's statutorily mandated Community Development Advisory Board. Director Gambrell said the purpose of the subcommittee is to gather information so that the board can advise the CD5 Fund on policy and program recommendations it might consider, related to the impact of the current global financial crisis. On December 4th, a message from the director was posted on the CDFI Fund's website. It described the subcommittee in more detail and provided information on how the NMTC program stakeholders could be involved in its efforts. In her message, Director Gambrell writes that the subcommittee will prepare its recommendations for the advisory board based on the input it receives from key stakeholders, trade associations, and other experts in the community development finance field. Anyone who would like to have the subcommittee consider a written statement must submit it to the CDFI Fund's Office of Public and Legislative Affairs by 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday, December 16th. Statements should be sent by email to advisoryboard 
at cdfi.treas.gov. The subcommittee will convene on Friday, December 19th in Washington, D.C., where it will meet with representatives from the trade associations and other industry experts. The December 19th meeting is by invitation only. From mid-December through mid-January, the subcommittee will discuss the input it received from industry experts and representatives and formulate policy and program recommendations that it will present to the full advisory board for deliberation. The board will meet in Washington, D.C. on Thursday, January 15th. With the new year also comes a new round for NMTCs, and the CDFI fund has laid out a basic schedule for the 2009 allocation round. The seventh allocation application round will likely open in mid-January. Application materials will be released at that time, and then applications will be due 75 to 90 days after the application is released, probably sometime in April. Applicants will have until early March to turn in their CDE certification applications in order to be eligible for the 2009 round. It is expected that the award announcement will be made in early October 2009. We encourage anyone who's thinking of applying to start preparing now. That's one of the reasons why we're having our application workshops next week. The seventh round of applications will be among the topics discussed at Novogratz and Company's New Market Tax Credit Conference, January 29th to the 30th in San Diego, California. I encourage you to join us. You can register online at www.novaco.com events or by calling 415-356-7970. Despite the current financial challenges facing many sectors, there is tremendous potential for community development professionals to provide growth and opportunity through the New Market Tax Credit Program. As Director Gambrell noted in her remarks last week, the NMTC program's success has not gone unnoticed on Capitol Hill. Last month, 10 U.S. Senators co-signed a request letter to party leaders, indicating their support for an additional $1.5 billion in New Market Tax Credits as an opportunity to get the economy back on track and to help relieve the nation's credit burden. She said, quote, the CDFI fund stands ready to act should Congress authorize their request. Now is the time for us to work together to meet the challenges before us, and I am confident that they will be overcome, end quote. And speaking of the current financial outlook and possible economic stimulus options, let's turn to a look at the latest proposals to encourage growth and promote stability. Last week, President-elect Barack Obama met with the National Governors Association to discuss their input on future economic stimulus measures. In remarks on December 2nd, Mr. Obama acknowledged the budgetary challenges that many states are facing. He noted that more and more people are turning to the states for help for a number of issues, including affordable housing. And as such, he asked the nation's governors for their help in designing a stimulus package to help lift the U.S. economy out of recession. The governor's group put forth a proposal in November that includes a call for billions of dollars to fund a backlog of capital maintenance and operating needs for the nation's public housing stock. The governors proposed this spending as one of many job creation programs to stimulate the economy. In its plans, the group explains that one of the largest sectors of affordable housing is public housing, and the estimated annual capital investment necessary to maintain the existing stock of public housing is $4.8 billion. However, there is a backlog of capital maintenance and operating needs, and the governors believe that additional federal investment would help the approximately 3,500 U.S. public housing authorities fund ready-to-go maintenance projects, such as carpentry, plumbing, painting, and other maintenance at these properties, thereby providing jobs and quick economic results. 
In its proposal, the Governors Association cites a 2007 economic impact analysis that found that $1 in capital and maintenance expenditures by public housing authorities generates $2.12 in total regional spending. As we have discussed in previous podcasts, several other affordable housing provisions have been suggested for possible inclusion, such as changes to the low income housing tax credit. And although the affordable housing community was very pleased with the changes made to the LIHTC by the Housing and Economic Recovery Act this summer, there is still a lot of concern about the equity investor market and the financial feasibility of deals in the pipeline. Groups such as the Affordable Housing Tax Credit Coalition and the Housing Advisory Group are continuing their efforts to encourage provisions in any economic stimulus that would address these concerns. We'll give you more detail in future podcasts on various provisions being proposed. In addition, a broad coalition of supporters of affordable rental housing that includes the National Council of State Housing Agencies, the National Association of Housing Redevelopment Officials, the National Association of Local Housing Finance Agencies, and many others, joined together in October to send a request urging the next administration to support the preservation and improvement of existing affordable housing. In the letter, the group says that despite the need for decent, affordable rental housing, the subject has been dropped from the national debate, and for many years, the nation's singular housing policy priority has been advancing home ownership. The letter notes that the federal government spends $155 billion a year on home ownership assistance through tax breaks such as the mortgage interest deduction, and the coalition writes that it is incumbent upon the federal government to support affordable rental housing as part of a balanced federal housing policy. The gap between federal subsidies directed towards home ownership compared to those federal subsidies directed for rental housing will be covered in more detail in the January 2009 issue of the Novogratz Journal of Tax Credit Housing. If you aren't a subscriber, go online to www.novacode.com to subscribe. Another popular suggestion for future economic stimulus packages has been renewable energy. In a press conference on December 2nd, held in advance of the National Governors Association meeting with President-elect Obama, Pennsylvania Governor Ed Rendell said that the group of governors was very excited that Mr. Obama was planning to incorporate the development of renewable energy as a job creator in a future stimulus plan. Governor Wendell said that renewable energy can be a very powerful job creator. He said the governor's group recommends that if President-elect Obama could get the Congress to pass legislation making the tax credit permanent for renewable energy, that it would help the industry really take off. In Congress, energy is also the top of the docket. Senate Leader Harry Reid last week said that expanding and extending tax credits for renewable energy is a top priority for the upcoming 111th Congress. Senator Reid, who spoke briefly at a forum on clean energy on December 2nd, expressed his strong interest in advancing renewable energy development. He said he does not believe that the current economic climate, recently declared a recession by leading economists, should be an excuse for not spending money to advance a clean energy agenda. Senate Leader Harry Reid also told reporters that he is hopeful that some clean energy provisions will be included in the second economic stimulus package that Congressional Democrats plan to enact as soon as President-elect Obama takes office January 20th. Turning to our final topic of this week's discussion, we have a couple of updates on a topic from our last podcast regarding state housing tax credit agencies and their responses to difficulties in the tax credit market. As we mentioned last month, the California Tax Credit Allocation Committee conducted a survey of program stakeholders to assess concern about conducting a first-round competition in 2009 during a time of such great uncertainty in the tax credit investment market. Last week, 
TKIC reported that it had received a total of 254 responses to its survey. In summary, a significant majority did not endorse holding a single round in the summer of 2009. Rather, they supported having two rounds in 2009. An even larger number did not endorse holding a smaller first round and a larger second round. Basically, the respondents wanted more balanced rounds next year. TCAC reports that more than half the respondents also submitted written remarks, with many expressing a desire for continuity and predictability. Many of the respondents supported a first round as an early opportunity for at least some projects to begin the process of engaging investors with a credit reservation in hand. Others believed delays would only hurt an already challenging situation. In light of these results, as mentioned above, TCAC announced it will conduct two competitive rounds as usual in 2009 with a specific schedule to be released shortly. Meanwhile, in Louisiana, New Orleans City Business reports that a legislative task force for affordable housing is considering a new publicly funded bridge loan for developers using low-income housing tax credits. The goal of the fund is to ease the pressure on developers struggling to find investors in today's shrinking equity market. The fund would provide capital that's normally secured through the syndication of the developer's tax credits allowing a developer to begin construction before selling the credits and reducing the risk to the investor. The paper reports that while the mechanics of the deal still must be worked out, the guiding assumption is that the market will recover from its current slump by the time the developer completes construction and is ready to sell the credits, giving the developer an opportunity to sell at a better price than which is currently available. Milton Bailey, president of the Louisiana Housing Finance Agency, told the paper that the government loan would be paid back upon the syndication of the tax credits and an estimated $250 million from state and or federal sources would be needed to make the pool a reality. We will continue to track this very interesting and innovative proposal and will keep you updated in future podcasts. And finally, Tennessee last week announced that to address the continuing deterioration in the equity market, it, it amended its QAP, Qualified Allocation Plan, to provide certain developments that received and accepted a reservation of tax credits under the 2008 QAP an opportunity to apply what the state allocating agency is calling, quote, extraordinary relief. With the amendment to the QAP, the Tennessee Housing Development Agency made more than $1.17 million in 2008 tax credits available for allocation to developments that request additional credits. The amendment was approved by the agency's board of directors in late November, and a copy of the new text can be found online at www.taxcredithousing.com by clicking on the QAPs and Applications button on the LHTC menu. Well, please join us again next week when we will discuss revenue raisers that might be proposed to offset the significant cost of future economic stimulus proposals. Also, this Friday I will be testifying at the December 12th IRIS hearing on proposed changes to the new market tax credit regulations. Next week, we'll review what was discussed at this hearing. This is Michael Novogratik. I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.